You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with a good friend, Blaine Tolleson. Now, if you have lived in Charlotte for a while, you probably recognize this person because he has been on the news every single morning, countless of times, actually, probably thousands of times. People wake up to his voice. And for the last 10 years, uh, starting in the home state of Florida, Blaine was a news anchor. He was a reporter, but he just recently left the morning news anchor job right here in Charlotte, and he's setting his own course using one of his great gifts of his profession, his voice. Now, Robert Blaine voiceovers is a new venture that allows Blaine to bring his golden pipes to a variety of commercial ads and products from the comfort of his own home and his own studio, which is incredible. But today, he is bringing it here to the Brand Builders Podcast to share what he does best. So excited to have Blaine here to learn more about Robert Blaine voiceovers on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. That was a very kind intro. He is good at that. He's very good at that. <laughs> he, he, he rocks the intro. You know, we're, we just dropped 200 today. So we've, we've had a little bit of time to perfected along the way so oh we talk uh, about the first one yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. if you go back and listen to the first one yeah. i'm like this is behind with the <laughs> well, all right take, uh, cut let's do it again. i know the drill <laughs> I've, I've listened to a whole bunch of them and you do a fantastic job on your intros brian and scott thank you for having me i'm really happy to be here and Absolutely. in the studio uh which is this very is great very cool and you said golden pipes out just you know bronze pipes you know let's, <laughs> let's bring it down a little bit but uh, <laughs> but thank you for having me Thank you. Thank you. So you grew up in Florida. Yep. Um, being in Florida, who were your influences as you were growing up? Was it Mickey Mouse? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did grow up in, in the Orlando area. And, uh, you, you know, my dad, my dad was a big one. He was a business owner. Uh, my mom and uh, my, my friends growing up, uh, you know, just uh, re- regular people. You know, uh, my dad's friends, uh, you know, su- some successful people there, even people who weren't so successful that my dad was friends with and would help, uh, you know, just learning from watching um, my, my adult role models. Yeah, just regular people. Love that. <laughs> Love that. So when you grew up, I grew up in, or I was born in Orlando. I didn't grow up in Orlando, but I was born in Orlando. So very familiar with that area. Um, you are a Florida State guy, which I love, obviously. I know um, this is going to be some, yeah. some, some uh, yeah. Well, everybody asks because they always want to know, why are you a Florida State fan? Well, my dad went to Florida State. He was a marching chief at Florida State. When when I was born, me and my twin brother, we were in Florida State stuff for, for our first 12 years of our life. They've we be- had no choice. They've become like a, yeah. lo- a love or hate thing, though, I've realized. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough time for us for us right now. But yeah, yeah. you know what? We're With women's Crab so- legs and all that. We're a women's soccer school, so it's all good. But there before you, go. you went to Florida State, tell us um, – you know, did, did you play sports? Was it a dream to, to be on the news? Like, you know, I always am curious with, with the brands that we bring on. Is it something that you envisioned at a young age? Is it something that you wanted to do? So tell us not only what brought you to Florida State, but tell us that journey uh, into becoming a reporter and being somebody that is literally in front of families every single morning. Gosh, you know what? I, I, I suffer from stage fright, actually. Uh, I'm I'm nervous really? here. Yeah, yeah. What? Um, yeah, I get I get anxious and all that good stuff. So, if you would have talked to me when I was 18 and told me that I was going to be on the news, I would have been like, "What?" Because I, I used <laughs> I used to clam up, and it took many many years to get over that. 
So I de- definitely did not set out to do the news, uh, be on TV or anything when I was a kid. I was, um, you know, I played soccer. Uh, the big sport I did in high school was rowing, um, which, you know, that taught me how to really work hard. Um, my dad had a business, so I watched some of that. And I actually, the first thing I really wanted to do in life was be a firefighter. So I became an EMT and uh, got my state certification, and I went to fire standards at age 18. And this was not too long after 9-11. So um, I, you know, really had a huge, still do have a lot of respect for firefighters. And, um, you know, fire standards, the book work killed me, man. I, I had a girlfriend, and I broke, uh, we broke up, and it was devastating to me at 18 and just wasn't focused and didn't get through fire standards. So went to school, community college, and then that led me to Florida State. And I wanted to do advertising. And I took one class in that actually doing the ads. And I, I, didn't really, I didn't really feel like it was my thing at the time. So in the same school of communication, they have video production and the film school's right next door. And I'm like, this is really cool. Like they let the students shoot the, the football games and basketball games. We put the video up on the Jumbotron. And I started, you know, I wanna, I wanna do stuff with cameras. So I started doing that and going to basketball games and running all the, you know, switchboards and slow-mo and all that stuff. And then they have they had some on-camera talent classes and sports journalism. So I got to be on TV, like on camera for uh, Sunshine or Sun Sports, yeah. which is now Fox Sports 1 in Florida. And I, I got to do something on um, one of the basketball players. Um, I got to do NFL Pro Day. And you know, get on camera and talk about the NFL scouts at FSU to recruit um, football players. And I was just in love with just you know being a part of of you know something that I you normally wouldn't get access to, and getting to tell a story about it. I mean, it was so inspiring to be a part of that. Um, so I you know had some friends and some some teachers in news at WCTV in Tallahassee. And I started out as basically a photographer, just uh, shooting some stuff for their new newscast. And you know, the news director did not did not like me. I mean, I came to I came to work in, you know, cargo shorts and a polo shirt. And uh, he, you know, my my teacher, who was an executive producer and anchor there, she said, you know, she vouched for me. And he calls me up, and he's a southern guy. He's like, I'll give you, I'll give you a chance, <laughs> and uh, and so they gave me an on-camera reporting job, and and uh, it's kind of evolved from that point. Talking about overcoming fears, man. Yeah, I mean, I used to get so nervous, and oh, man, it was just you, you, and then and then the biggest thing is to just kind of be in the moment and be with whatever you're doing versus like in your head. And, and then that's kind of how you get over it. I mean, you're not going to get over the rapid heartbeat. You're not going to get over the shortness of breath sometimes. But you got to kind of be okay that that's a part of it. And then you move forward. And then you get to the task at hand. It's incredible. I, I'll be honest. I mean, you know, we started this podcast about four years ago. It's and a I great, have the it's same a great podcast. I, thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate you tuning in. You mentioned that earlier. We like you're talking about fears and, and same thing i don't like talking in front of crowds i don't like talking on a microphone i don't like being in video it's just not my thing uh but the more you do it the better you get at it 
the more confidence you have. And, and then, the and then you start to see what the value is that you bring uh, overcoming that fear because it's not about yourself. Um, it's weird here talk. It's weird to be here talking about me. Right. Um, but through your podcast, you know, I've heard stories that I I never heard before. Just incredible stories of uh, other people who have overcome, you know, incredible odds to start businesses and, you know, raise a family and come to the United States. Just it, you guys have have a lot of variety of that, and it's incredible. And and, and that's what you get when you get to overcome those fears yourself is to present those stories. And that's kind of what I did uh, in my news career. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, dude, we just got a news guy telling us that we're telling stories he didn't know about. Let's go. <laughs> there, Who's you go. there you go. Yeah. Brand Builder Podcast strikes again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, before we dive into that, I do, I do just have to ask, since I'm a, a Florida State guy, did you get to interact and, uh, and interview Al Thornton when you were there? I did not. No! I did not, oh, unfortunately. Okay. Um, right. I got I got to meet Bobby, though. That's cool. I, I, I'll tell you one cool one cool moment was um, the sports guy at, at the station in Tallahassee was um, he couldn't get to a, a dinner. And he's like, you, you got to go there. We've got to, you know, they, they said we could come and get some video real quick. You've got to get over there. I've got to get ready for the 10 o'clock news. So just go over there and shoot some video. It's Bobby and Red. Oh, you know, yeah. from Marshall, like yeah. the original Red <laughs> was there and they were there just to talk to a local football player um, that was like a friend of the family because I think he was being recruited. And um, it was the the story was that Red and Bobby were getting together again yeah. since, you know, the movie came out and all this. And I go in there and it was like, you know, storybook, Bobby Bowden, Red and you know, all their friends and stuff were there. And I was like, just wide eyed. <laughs> see, that alone would yeah. make you nervous just in a oh, regular oh, conversation. Oh, yeah. much you should have seen, seen me when I was 23. I was like this lanky, goofy kid. And, um, and, uh, cargo shorts and a polo. Yeah. And I, I, I yeah. Well, cargo shorts. Let's go. This, this is when I got my other, my, my next my pr- promotion. So, uh, um, you know, I was told to, you know, dress better. Step it and, up. I, and I stepped it up. But, I just wanted to say hi to Bobby, but I didn't want to be that guy, like, you know, getting in his face. But I went to him, and he kind of walked by me, and I said, I said, how's it going, coach? And he goes, how's it going, son? And he pat me on the shoulder. I'm like, Bobby Bowden patted me on the shoulder. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that, th- those are kind of the inc- incredible moments you get to be a part of. And, you know, th- th- those are some of the things I look back on that were really rewarding and that I'm grateful for. And so you mentioned um, I don't WSOC. Know if I answered your question. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, totally. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. You mentioned WSOC, and you've been there for quite some time yeah. now, and and you just you just made a move recently. Yeah, uh, yeah. March of this year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now you were in the morning spot, right? I was kind of all over the place. Okay. Um, I was what what would be titled an anchor reporter, so I wasn't uh, full time anchoring. I was, you know kind of a jack of all trades like so they moved me around where they needed me gotcha yeah so i would be doing you know mornings the uh, it, it, they break it into daybreak day side and night side and you know it's basically first second and third shift there's there's some early mornings man oh, yeah man. i click yeah. on the news at 5 30 in the morning they're already up there rolling and i, I gotta tell you just, well i get, think about them get, and what life call, they live yeah get <laughs> I, yeah. I got I got a lot of stories on it, you know, like getting a call at, uh, you know, two o'clock in the morning, well, one thirty in the morning, we need you to come in, 
somebody ambushed the police department oh uptown. Yeah. You know, we, we need you to go there. And, and, and you're just like, you're, you're, like, wake, fantastic. you're, you're, you're already <laughs> going to wake up early because you're going to, you know, I wake, I would wake up at two, two thirty in the morning. So waking up at one thirty in the morning, getting called in early. <laughs> um, and then you're going into a horrible situation where something terrible happened. You know, your adrenaline gets going. And, and, and I have countless uh, experiences of that. So it, it was it was a crazy, crazy life. But um, it had its rewards and, you know, things that I'm so thankful um, to, to have been a part of. Not to mention you wake up at 1.30 to go to work and you have to talk. You yeah. have to in yeah. front of a camera and tell a story of yeah. what's going on. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not waking up out of bed and getting in front of your computer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like still in your boxers like, or whatever. Like, uh, I've, yeah. Eye drops, uh, <laughs> Advil, whatever it takes, you know, just to get in front of that thing and not look crazy or tired. <laughs> so now you have a new endeavor, and, and I, I assume all your experiences have led to this occasion. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I know I keep saying I'm so grateful for my experience in news, but I really am because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that and the people I've met along the way. It was wonderful folks at WSOC, um, and, uh, you know, I did it for 15 years, uh, the news business, uh, Tallahassee, Orlando, Daytona Beach Bureau reporter, uh, and then, and then to Charlotte, which is, which was an incredible, wonderful move. This is a, a wonderful city. Uh, even though I came here in 2016, which is a, which was a tough year in Charlotte. Uh, I know you got listeners all over the place, but you know, my story is probably similar to a lot of other journalists out there and kind of what they're going through. So, um, yeah. So the experience of that career uh, gave me the courage, the skills, and ability to kind of set out on my own, which uh, I've started a, a voiceover business, which I'm, you know, I'm not going to give up the on-camera stuff. I'm going to still do that freelance, hopefully. Um, but everything kind of prepared me for this, I would say. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. And, and I have so much respect for business owners, entrepreneurs out there. I mean, who, the folks you've had here on this podcast who have done that, uh, who are far and away more established than I am to have that bravery to start a business and then make it successful um, and being able to provide for your family, or, uh, make a better life. Uh, it's just incredible what that takes. And, I, and I'm, I'm at the beginning of that journey, I guess, after uh, completing another journey. <laughs> it's big. Before we move into that, which we totally want to do, obviously, Talk a little bit, like you mentioned the things that journalists are going through right now. I'm curious what you meant by that, um, if you could educate us there. You're a, a great, inter- you're a great uh, host, I, I interview, listen, interviewer. Man. I listen. Well, thank you. I've never heard that, actually. Usually uh, Brian's better well, at it. But. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad you tuned in on that because um, I have so much empathy for my my friends and my, my former peers because journalists are going through a lot in this uh, country, around the world, um, because of the way the media industry is changing. And media is a huge, broad term. This is technically media. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, news media. Uh, in 2020, uh, you know, the last several years has really uh, kind of amped things up. And it's just, it's a tough job. It's a really tough job. You know, these are folks, and, and I don't care if it's print, radio, 
or television, they, they go out and they're judged, you know. And it used to be um, that a lot of news folks, especially television news folks, were, were golden, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah we had, we had sure. the splashy logos on the side of the truck because we, we were proud to show who we were. Um, you know, people just just loved you because there, there, at, at one point there was not the Internet. You know, you got the paper and you watched the news at six. Yep. And um, so so those news anchors, those reporters, they became, you know, like legends, you know. And, and um, I would say, you know, I, I got to work with legends for, you know, probably more than two thirds of my career, like people who were here during the 80s and 90s and maybe even, you know, not quite 70s, but 80s and 90s and some of those golden eras of um, TV news. And now with all the different sources to get your news now, people are building a bubble of news around themselves right. um, of things that are being told to them in a way that they want to hear them. And that's why you have the division. Uh, the division. It, yeah. Like nobody's necessarily, and, and this is arguable. Nobody's necessarily lying um, out there, but th- but there's um, it's the way you certain, tell the story. Certain facts are being, you know, amplified more than others. And I would say local television news is the best at not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and e- even local paper and radio, because they're held more accountable. You know, you, you can access your local TV station through phone calls, emails, and complain and tell them, you know, I, I really don't don't like Blaine on the air, you know, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and and, and, and they'll, there's a good chance they'll hear about it or, or something like that. But, you know, the, people don't see the difference between these different, um, you know, outlets and that kind of thing. So as a local journalist, you're walking around and Somebody wants to have beef with you because they don't like George Stephanopoulos, and I'm like, you know, I, you know, I've seen him once in person, but I don't have dinner with them. I don't have meetings. I don't have, I don't have meetings with them, yeah. and so for different reasons, like people are judging the media, and it's it's, it's a tough job, and 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 that's on top of already, you know, tough working conditions, and and that's how it is because getting the news is it takes a lot. Yeah. So you know, I'm gonna put it this way. I'm somebody that doesn't really want to watch the news, right? And you hear that a lot. No, I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news. People would tell me to my face when right. I when I worked in news all the time. And and it's because, and maybe you can enlighten us on this. When we bring on guests on our podcast, we want to talk about the great stories. Now, not every story around brands are great. We've had people that have cried on here. We've had terrible stories, whether it's addiction, you know, whatever it is. I mean, it's terrible, right? Like there's a lot of things yeah. that, that go through where, you know, some podcasts are really, really fun. Some podcasts, you're sitting here and you're like, I had no idea this person went through that, right? But it seems like on the news, the bad stuff sells more than the good stuff, right? So although in Charlotte specifically, this community has amazing things out there. Mm-hmm. But is that nonprofit going to get the story over the triple homicide, you know, in Charlotte? No, it's not, right? So so yeah. what we get and, and as consumers is the bad stuff, right? How... Do people in the news like yourself continually not only have to report about this, but formerly, be around formerly this, in the news? Formerly, formerly. yes, <laughs> yes, right. But and I'm just curious because to me, I think it would be so tough to constantly have to report on the bad things that happen when ba- something bad happens. Not only do you have to report on it, you have to go to it, you have to see it, you have to be a part of it. Yeah. 
And and that has to take a toll on you. And I just think there's a lot of people that are consumers of it that don't respect journalists enough for not only what they do, but how they put themselves in danger to report the news of your community, the news that we need to know. It's not that we don't need to know the news. It could be terrible, but people don't think about that. Yeah. Right. And so tell me like, Hey, I guess in the nutshell, is that why you're leaving the news? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you touched on a lot of things there. I mean, yeah. that, that was there, that was loaded uh, with a lot of stuff there, um, and, and I'll, I'll try to touch on a few of those points. But uh, as far as you know, just the bad things in the news, that is that has always been a tough one, and it's something that news producers, news directors um, across all platforms wrestle with. Is um, they don't nobody likes to cover that stuff like um nobody does um and it, it almost for me I, I can only speak from my perspective and my news judgment but it almost felt like an obligation to cover something like a homicide which unfortunately happens all, too often um because it just tears at the fabric of the community um in in such a terrible way no matter how it happened um, it's just, it's something that you'll see it affects a lot. Sometimes it affects a lot of people, you know? Um, so it, it's something you have, as a journalist, we would have to go to and observe and just see what's going on. Um, and, and I feel like almost in a way, if we didn't do that, um, well, what happens if you're not covering those things? We're we just going to let murders just happen without right. attention and stuff like that. So so it's terrible that those things have to be on the news. And I, I will say there is a concerted effort to try to get more good news in there. Um, you know, I, I'm not a new, I don't look at the, I, I know what the ratings are, I know how to read them, but you know, the researchers, the, we, there's people who look at that stuff at, you know, news organizations across the country. And, you know, th- they'll, they'll tell you people do respond to the negative stuff more. And I, and I think it's just because I, I, I'm, I'm kind of an optimist. I hope I always hope that it's often because I think people care and, and you know, they care about other people. And if you see something bad, it's like a car crash. Mm-hmm. If, it ha- if a car crash happens to you, you like the people rubberneck, yeah. y- you want to know what's going on because you're a, people are curious. Sometimes people are worried. You know, there, there's a lot of reasons for why people respond to that. And, and it's something they struggle with in the news. As far as going to cover these things as a person, as an individual out there, and I can tell you when I speak to my my friends about it, th- there's a huge mental health aspect and physical health aspect to it where, you know, you're there, you're a part of it, but you're you're a stranger to who it's happening to. So it's like you're kind of living through it uh, on the outside. And, you know, I, I can't, I, I've got a lot of circumstances where I've had families like break down and cry in the streets and stuff. That, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about that journalists go through where you see stuff that other people don't have to see or you can move on with your life. But this stuff, you take it home with you, like things happening to kids. Now I want to kind of turn that a little bit because I don't want to get all, you know, I don't want to depress your listeners too much. But <laughs> I think this but, is great, but, great intel, man. Yeah, but it works, it works both ways too. Like I've been a part of a lot of beautiful, wonderful stories of people helping each other too. Um, you know, organizations you've done stories on or you've interviewed uh, folks who've led organizations like Community Matters 
Um, stories like that where you see people helping other people, storms where you got neighbors pulling their boats out, neighbors packing trailers full of generators and water and driving down to Alabama, Florida, you know, the coast of Carolina, wherever to help other people. Um, so you also get to see the human spirit in its best light too. So it, so there are those moments where it would make up for those really terrible moments as well. So that's kind of a little bit about it. But, you know, those bad days can come sometimes consecutively or, or you get a few of those bad days multiple weeks in a row. And, and, and that's where it starts to wear on you. Do you have people that, that recognize you um, when you're out at dinner? And, yeah. Because it's kind of like, I mean, you are a celebrity, right? Like you're literally on television or were on television <laughs> every day. Um, my dad always told me, that you know you want to be the richest person in the city that nobody knows. So what is <laughs> your, it like? Your, da- like? your dad's a hundred percent right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that like? Flying under the um, radar is you a know, great thing. I, yeah. <laughs> from my perspective, uh, I think some people like it or hate it more. Um, when I, when it first happened to me, it was like whoa, like you know, sh- like shopping at Walmart in Tallahassee and people were like you're on the news. You're just like what? Like you're just <laughs> it, so. At first, it was like almost shell shocked that you're just walking around thinking you're normal and people see your face and they like know who you are. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's and it, it kind of depends on how the how the person you know says I hey I know you because it can be really gratifying. I, I always feel kind of undeserving of it. <laughs> so I'm like I'm just telling you what's happening. I'm getting on TV like I'm not Brad Pitt, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, but you know sometimes it'd be like okay that was really weird, you know because <laughs> some people come up to you with your, with your with your wife and kid and and kind of like be weird about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then other people uh, would you know say something really nice and you know saying like, I love watching you like you guys like you do a good job you know I'm glad you you keep me informed or get my day started uh, those are the really cool ones where you're like okay I, I did my job that person you know is recognizing me but also appreciating like what we do they're not just kind of saying like hey you're the guy <laughs> For sure so it's, that would it's wig a, me out completely yeah, oh yeah it's, it's a it's a weird thing and I'm wondering how, like how long that's going to last <laughs> since I'm not on TV anymore, because um, it's it's a strange experience. It's not why I did it. Yeah. But it's um, it's it's weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. It's, it's almost as if you're by default always on parade, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I'm sure like all whether of you want it or not. It's <laughs> yeah. And I, I know we've got you know famous athletes in town and stuff, and you know depending on your level of fame or whatever, there's the also the the silent people know you where you just get a lot of stares <laughs> and that's, that's, that's another, that would be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's somebody I, saying hi. I think that one's like, worse. Cause, cause you're like, they'll, they'll stare at you. Do and, I have something and, on my face? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'll look at you again. It looks good. Okay. They, okay. They, they know who I am, but they're, but they're not talking to me. They must hate me, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Is that when you just look at him and go, yes, I'm on the news. Stop yeah. staring at me. I get it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're a spectacle yeah. or something. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Good. But the exciting thing is right. You're, you're moving on from that and you could take those experiences into your new endeavor, which, which is, Super exciting. Yeah, this and, this and probably it's probably not as exciting to talk about. Well, <laughs> but, you know. it's, yeah, but it's a it's a really good uh, background. Like I think. Well, th- 
you know, like Brian said, the news is fascinating, and it's it, people talk about it all yeah, the time, I, especially I, in today's. I world. I love talking so. about it, and I try to, I try to, you know, be positive and and um, you know do right by my my former peers because they they really work hard at what they do, and um, I I love talking about it. It was a, it was a fun time of my life and got me to where I am. So it yeah. I, I like it. Yeah, well, thank yeah. you for yeah. sharing that, for yeah. sure. So now it's Robert Blaine voiceovers. Yeah, okay. So I, I'll, about- I'll explain the Robert Blaine thing first. So Blaine uh, Tolleson, um, it, it's, I've gotten, on the whole getting recognized thing, people come up to me and it's like, they, they'd often get Blaine right, you know, like, you're, you're Blaine. And I'm like, okay, well, they're remembering part of my name. That's a good thing, you know. But they, Tomlinson. <laughs> <laughs> or or, yeah. or talisman, you know. Or, you know Tasmanian. I get yeah, exactly. So so in my new voiceover uh, voice acting slash acting career, it's going to be Robert Blaine because that's just simple. And and being in the TV world, I've seen how the name game works. You know, a, a easy name, easy to remember, and then you can move on with whatever it is you're doing in that sure. platform. So, so yeah, Robert Blaine voiceover, um, I'm, you know, specializing in, you know, commercials and, uh, corporate industrial work, but it's a huge world voiceover and it's, uh, it's kind of like no end to it. You know, you can do voices for toys, you know, you, you, you oh, can yeah, do a yeah. voice for the, uh, the self checkout kiosk. Uh, it's just a lot to it. And I'd say what, what's really, wonderful about it is I can do it out of my home studio and I get to spend time with my family and when I want to and my wife has a business so that's something I want to touch on is my wife uh, is an incredible woman uh, who has a counseling center here in Charlotte and her um, success allowed me to leave the news business it's fantastic. and yeah and, and she, you 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 run a business so you know it takes a lot of time, uh, especially in that first five years or, or so to get your business going. Um, and she's just done a fantastic job um, with, her, with her practice, which that allowed me to, you know, say, both of us together, say, hey, you know, this news thing's tough. It's tough on us. So what can we do? Um, and she worked hard at what she's doing and, and you know, we weren't really sure where news is going to be in like 10 years. And, and the, again, we talked about all the challenges with it. So, you know, her success allowed me to, to walk away and start my own thing. And that's what a partnership's all yeah, about. Man. Because I, fantastic. I, I, I do think, and I, I feel for the parents who don't have the flexibility um, to have one parent, you know, who's working and another one who can, you know, watch the kid if, if the kid's sick or, pick them up early or, you know, I don't know, do laundry or just clean the house and take care of that, whatever needs to be done to be able to have that ability is a, is a huge blessing in life. And, um, we were happy to be able to have that. And the voiceover stuff allows me to, you know, have a career that I'm working on and building while being a good dad, being a good husband and um you know a good everything else really right well <laughs> uh, uh you know everything with our relationships well you're you're yeah. a leader in the family and and if the my leader's wife's kind of the leader <laughs> yeah <laughs> well to your it kids is. to your wife i mean Every what, whether you know it or that, not but but, but, it, but she's uh you know i do what she says but but yeah um 
I'm hoping to I'm I'm hoping to see this career grow, and like I said, the news um, experience is giving me the bravery to, you know, get criticized and go out there and and give it a shot, uh, put my voice out there. I'm, I'm going to be putting my face out there in other ways too, um, which I'm working on. Uh, not that I want to you know be famous and recognized and all that stuff, but what it is, I I love being a part of a creative process. Um, it's so much fun. And I, I think I really got a great appreciation from that from my behind the scenes friends is they were just so a lot of them were just so happy to be at work. And they're not on TV. They're not getting recognized. They're not getting, uh, you know, thanked by viewers. And, and some of them work just as hard, if not harder than I, I would. Um, and, you know, that's where I just said, hey, you know, like, that's when I realized you know this teamwork being part of this creative process to create news and all that um i kind of wanted to be one of the people to maybe work more behind the scenes but still use what i worked so hard to develop on camera from time to time but you know just be a voice or you know create some stuff behind the scenes it's a lot of fun for me and this allows me to do it kind of on my own terms and work with things i'm passionate about things i i want to do and uh We'll see where it goes, you know, maybe if I can, you know, call up Pixar and, you know, get a spot there. That, that <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah it, it's got a lot of possibilities. That's so cool. We uh, we just recently had uh, Duncan uh, Wardell or Wardle speak to an event, and he was the director of uh, creative and innovation at Disney for forever. Um, so, yeah, if you want to. I got you. That's a, I got you. That's a talented. Um so I want to talk about this quickly. So voiceovers, people people underestimate how important voiceovers are, but also ones that you remember. And one that I will never forget. Is, I don't have one of those voices. Oh, but you might. Yeah, you do. You might. There's you some do, voices actually. out there. You man. might. So Andrew Anthony, EA Sports. It's in EA the game. Sports. Yeah. There See, you <laughs> there you go. You got it. So that guy is a multimillionaire by saying literally yeah. one sentence yeah. on a video game and somebody got him uh, some kid went on YouTube or something and saw him and he was like you know basically told him to do it and you've, you've never really seen the guy right you've just only like played the game and then he did it and you're just like oh my god that's crazy <laughs> like that's the dude so yeah. you never oh, know yeah. man like this could you, you never know there's so many ways that they that you use a voiceover well, the, I in, mean, the inner world guy yeah you know, yeah. I, his name escapes me now and he's uh, you know rest in peace he's you know, gone now, but you know, in a world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh right. And what about like even the guys for do you UFC? Have, did you know that movie I mean, trailer voiceovers have gone? Uh, the number of movie trailers that are voiced have gone. That number has gone down since that man passed away. No uh, kidding. Yeah, because that's how good he was. Is is he created? A market for that you he know? was good um it was a, yeah but anyway yeah yeah well in so podcast cool. and i mean you never know where where that may lead uh yeah. david uh david goggins new book like the whole audible version he actually narrates uh well actually another fellow narrates but in between chapters goggins comes in and talks about that part of his life which is the book is about oh him, cool you know and I mean, there's just so many ways you could you can incorporate this. And, and that's the wonderful thing about podcasts is, you know, like not everybody would have access to a radio station or, uh, you, you know, uh, as far as a medium and, you know, making a living off a podcast, you know, Joe Rogan's mastered that. Uh, but it, it is a way to get, you know, stories out there and share something that 
allows other people to have access to get those stories out there. And that's been the wonderful thing about podcasts, which is media. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're a media company yeah. that yeah. sells promo. There you go. How about that? <laughs> um, I want to ask you, you know, we have a lot of people that will be listening to this, whether they're business owners, people in this community. We're all about connecting the dots. So mm-hmm. people that are listening to this, how can they help you in your career moving forward? And typically, if you're looking for that next opportunity to do a voiceover for a movie or for a commercial, what does that look like? Um, and really, what can we do to help promote that? Well, thank you for, for doing that. I didn't expect that. But, um, you know, I, I, I would love to help these companies, these business owners tell their story. And when you talk about adding a voice to your story, you know, it's all about the feeling of, of or the philosophy or the that behind the product that you're, you're, you're selling. And I'm all about that. You know, I, I'm not going into it with uh, a, a thought or preconceived notion about what you want or need. I, I want to hear what it is that you want to express and, um, and help you tell your story through, through voice. I, I can help write it. Um, and I know people who can put video to it and graphics and all that stuff. And, you know, I just, I just want to be a part of the process. I don't want to be your brand. I don't want to be your product. I just want to help you tell the story behind it. I and, love it. Yeah. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, my website, robertblainevo.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And yeah, uh, you find my email on there and everything. And you have your own studio. You can do all of this from your own studio. So it doesn't need to be somebody in Charlotte. This can be all over the globe. Yeah, uh, if you need the voice, the voice can travel. Exactly. Um, it's not quite the Brand Builders podcast studio, <laughs> which is fantastic, by the way. And, uh, Thank uh, you, man. It, it's really cool to be back in here. Um, well, for you guys to be back in here is my first yes, time. This is, <laughs> yes, this is. This, this um, is but, our first time. But yeah, um, there's, uh, there's all sorts of ways to work with you, you know, and yeah, it could be anybody across the country, you know, source, source connect as a way where we can connect my studio to your studio or your advertising agency's studio or your production group studio, um, where it can actually be live direction. Like you can tell me how bad I, I stink right, right there as I'm recording it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so there's lots, there's so many ways. Cool. Well, we work with a lot of, uh, of marketing agencies as well. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they're listening to the podcast and we can get in, in touch with them and we'll do everything we can to promote your brand. Uh, before we, we let you go, I do want to mention, so you were on air with one of uh, my good friends that I went to college with, Liz Cooper. Yes. Um, who she actually, is a, she's, she's, she's now, an angel. She's jumped yep. um, to the public communications Union manager County. at Union County. Yeah, yeah. she is. Um, we were devastated when Liz left. Uh, she was just just a sweetheart and great person, um, but she got to be a mom. Yep. And you know the whole the whole uh, being a parent thing. Um, I, I think she was truly passionate about that. I don't want to speak too much for Liz, but yeah, awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome journalist. Um, and you know she's really happy. I got it's kind of funny, uh, serendipitous. But in my last like two weeks at Channel Nine. I was like running into all the former Channel 9 people out doing other jobs, and Liz was one of them, and we got stuck in the mud at uh, a COVID uh, vaccine clinic in oh, Union County. Yeah, and which our, our community is amazing. I went to the uh, tractor dealership next door and just said, hey, can you, can you help us pull our live truck out of the mud? And he, the guy looks at me and points at me and goes, 
I saw you on the news. This <laughs> there it is. And, uh, a little flex right yeah, there. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I, I, yeah, I was like, he's like, he goes, we'll, we'll, we'll help you out, son. I yeah. So it. I see this tractor come around the corner and pulls us out of the mud. Um, but that was when I saw Liz. It was a, it was an exciting day when I saw her. So, but but anyway, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's been awesome. And uh, like always, if, if you're listening, like, share, comment, check out. You know, Blaine, go. You know, look at his Instagram. Um, if there's any way to connect the dots, that's what our community is all about. Let's support him and support his new company. I'm excited to uh, to hear your voice. You Thanks. know, wherever it, wherever it goes, who knows? We'll see. But um, again, man, thank you so much for joining us. On, uh, on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Yeah, thrilled to be Congratulations. here. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It was awesome. awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.